0: This idea of I'm doing what I was meant to be doing. I'm doing what I was designed to be. I'm the leader that I was designed to be. That is such an unending well of energy. And I love people to be inspired so they can inspire others.
1: Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. Your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show. Delighted today to bring you a guest I think that you are going to find fascinating and inspiring and encouraging, and particularly in in this time, in the time we're recording. And so before I, I spoil that, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Our, our guest today is Lance Tanaka. He's the founder and managing director of the Lance Tanaka Group. And he's held top posts in the U.S. and Asia, uh, Pepsi-Cola, Indonesia, Taiwan, Singapore, Japan. He was the vice president international for Nike, Kohan in Hong Kong, has uh, written multiple books. So we're here today to talk about his third book, which is Dream and Achieve 90 Days to a Life of Purpose. And since you're listening to a podcast here, of course, got to tell you about his Tanaka in three podcast where he distills three useful and practical ruminations on life and leadership into brilliant three minute sound bites. So Lance, welcome to leadership without losing your soul. Thank you so much for being here. But I got to tell you, we're going to go a little bit longer than three minutes today. Okay, David, I appreciate that gracious introduction. Oh, it's our pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. I think you're gonna have a lot to, to share with us and, and I'm looking forward to, to teasing out some of this. Before we get into the book and, and some of your career and 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 who you are, I wanna, well, this will be a who you are. I wanna take us back to ask you if you could share with us your earliest memory of yourself in life as a leader. What would your earliest memory of yourself as a leader be?
0: Wow. That's that's a unique question. I don't think I've ever had that before. Early, earliest leadership probably would be in grade school. Well, I, I'd say junior high is. Uh, it was interesting. It was during the during the summer break, and then the like the three most popular girls in school, who I didn't think even knew who I was, came up to me and said, "Hey, Lance, we'd like you to run for president uh, for the school," and you know, of course, i would say yes. Yeah, so, you know, of course, I would love to. I mean that was really fascinating because I never really fashioned myself as a leader. It's not something that I, you know, I aspired to be. You know, I actually aspired to be an astronaut. They went out when I was young, failed in that miserably. Uh, but it really, it kind of really woke me up because I want, I really would need to understand why. You know, why would they ask me? It came down to they didn't say this word back then, but it's authentic. Mm. Is they said, okay, you're somebody who really. We feel is genuine, you do speak your mind, but you're also focused on on people. And so we feel like you would be able to, you know represent the constituents of uh, of the school. So that's my
1: earliest memory. Wow, that is amazing. There's so many things amazing about that memory. the it's awesome that you were showing up that way. And what is just fascinating to me is that it was perceived by other junior high school students. Uh, not you know, junior high students don't always get recognized for having that kind of insight, and so these three saw that, pulled that. Out. I'm wondering what they're doing now. Are they like recruiting candidates for for? We need them if they're not. They should be right, <laughs> getting all the quality folks we could find.
0: Well, if I ever, if I can ever find them, I'll let, I'll pass them on to
1: you. So, yeah, you should right. So you didn't see yourself as a leader back then, but. They saw something, they saw that authenticity, they saw that you cared about people. And what's fascinating, and I ask every guest that that question, Lance, and what's fascinating to me is the way that those values and some of those early leadership predispositions that you had continue to be a part. And just reading your book, and I, I mean, we've only recently started talking here, but reading your book, I see those same veins of leadership come through that concern for people, the need for authenticity. And, and that certainly has informed some of your work here. So I'm curious with all of your background, I mean, you've led in a couple of, of very large organizations and different parts of the world. With all of that background, why is this topic so important to you? This you know, the, Your book, Dream and Achieve 90 Days to a Life of Purpose. Why is a life of purpose so important to you, particularly given the career that you had.
0: Uh, there's there's a, a number of answers there, and hopefully I can I can make them concise. You know, one thing is, I'm actually on a mission now. I'm in I'm in the second part of my entrepreneurial career. The first one was build a coaching consulting company. Uh, we've done that, and now I'm more focused on on purpose on impact and purpose and the reason why i believe that is that is that i see so many people that are unhappy and i i work with ceos and c suite executives different industries across you know different countries and they and they're successful or influential or have you know have a lot of money but there's something missing and uh you know i call this kind of in the guise of purpose that uh, people have a tendency to, to, to kind of aspire or, or focus on one or two things, targets of their life. And what I've discovered with myself as well as working with the, these thousands of other leaders is that we actually have seven to nine key things that we need to have in our life. And these, these things cannot be ignored Uh, You may not be able to have all of them at the level 10, but you have to have some semblance of balance between them. And and, and of course, none of them can be ignored. The second thing is to me, purpose is such a powerful energy source. When things are going bad, when physical energy is depleted, the emotional energy is low, the psychological energy is, is, is drained. This idea of I'm doing what I was meant to be doing. I'm doing what I was designed to be I'm the leader that I was designed to be that that is such an a kind of an unending well of energy. And I love people to be inspired so that they can uh, so they can inspire uh, others. And so those are really some of the, the key things that I see around why I'm into this next chapter.
1: So there's, as I'm hearing you, there are two elements there. One is the practicality of it. Like there are these seven to nine, you call them elements or gifts or things. We'll get into that, but that those are there. And a lot of people don't understand how that works. And so you've got some insight for us, but then the, the other thing that you said, which is so critical is if we're going to lead effectively, that energy, that, that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. If if we're going to inspire, we've got to be inspired, right? Correct. Sure. And so this purpose and really tapping into where that truly comes from for each of us, and it's different is part of the point you're making, right, it is vital if we're going to be influential and lead our teams and lead our companies successfully.
0: Yeah. I mean, people, people, I mean, people that you are leading see everything. I mean, they see through a lot of things, too. And uh, I see too many leaders who are trying to be something that they're trying to copy some leader that they love. So, oh, yeah, I I would like to be like Patton. So I'm going to, you know, develop that kind of leadership. Well, it doesn't work because it's not within their, their DNA. And so because people see this, that's why I think authenticity and purpose is so important, because people naturally gravitate to authentic leaders. People that they think are genuine, people they think uh, they they you know they have a vision, they they kind of know where they're going, and they're going to you know bring me along you know on that ride.
1: And it's not that we always know where we're going in terms of I know the future and I know all the strategy and I know all the decisions. Like especially in this day and age, nobody knows all that. But the knowing that you're talking about is I know where I'm going. I know what my gifts, values, element I know those things about myself, and I am living in alignment with those. And that is an energy that is attractive to other people. Is that right? Oh, it's, an, it's
0: incredible. And it, here's an interesting point that, um, that uh, once people get it, it really changes the way they look at their life. And it's this concept of true north versus north. Is most people have this tendency to look for what's my purpose in life it's true north it's this one point in the distance the problem with true north is is you may never discover what that one thing is or you get there and you find out it's not exactly what you thought and the worst thing is that people tend not to to take action because they haven't figured out what that answer is yet so Mm -hmm. they wait they're waiting for that booming voice from the sky or that epiphany to come into their life and it may happen but it doesn't always happen what we do when we're working with people to get on this path the purpose is to understand north north is you could be 12 degrees west 13 uh, uh, degrees east and you're still in north and what we what we help people do is populate what's in north and, and that's what I call the elements, the seven to nine things. And it's, it's, you know, it's not only career related, but it's also about important relationships, health, finances. These are all incredibly all important. You need to figure out what is in your north. So then you can then take direction. Now you may, may go a little bit this way or then a little bit this way, but you're still going north. And as you take these small steps, you're starting to get more clarity around what north is and you're starting to see that you are really getting more control over your life and your career
1: all the way around you know you when you're talking about the uh, the mistake that so many leaders make of trying to emulate and copy a, a respected leader or somebody that we've looked up to or or no maybe we didn't even respect them but it's what we knew mm-hmm. and I remember very early in my career you know like early 20s, you know, I would, I wanted to be an inspirational leader. And where do I see those things? You know, you see them on television and movies and and locker room speeches and that kind of thing. And and so I thought, well, I'm going to be inspirational. And I would try to, you know, do that. And it came off so weird and awkward. It's not my personality. I'm a calmer personality. It's, it's how I'm wired. And, uh, and I love leading and have, had many people follow over the years, but boy, when I did that, it was horrible. <laughs> it was just yeah. so inauthentic and fake. Yeah, uh, and worse than fake, I think, off-putting.
0: Yes, yeah, and uh, you know, people see through it. This, this intrigue, I think, an interesting value is charisma or characteristic is charisma. I I think there's this misconception that people think leaders need to be charismatic. Mm. And they don't. In fact, charisma actually has very little to do with leadership unless you possess it. I mean, if you're a really charismatic person, love it. You leverage it, be that kind of leader. But there are so many amazing leaders that have really little to no charisma. And so I think a lot of people mistake this thing, gotta be rah-rah, gotta be loud, gotta be in front, leading, uh, you know, pushing people, then that really isn't it. There are thousands or millions of different styles of effective leadership. You've just got to figure out what yours is. And if it really is not giving that inspiring speech or it's not being the rah-rah person, fine, don't do it. People don't need that. They, they need that authenticity.
1: And in this day and age, I think that's that's true even more so perhaps. So I'm curious, Lance, for you, where did when how did you discover these elements when you know th- this truth that you just shared listen leaders don't have to have charisma if you do great but it's not essential like where did you learn this in your leadership <laughs> development in your career was there a time where you know you, you became aware of this is there a mistake you made or a journey what, what where did this come for you? Yes, yes, yes to all those (laughs) you know, (laughs) made plenty of mistakes. You know, the the
0: interesting thing is when I was 35, at the time I was in charge of Tokyo Pepsi and I really, you know, I loved the job and it was amazing. Pepsi, the reason why I can do what I do today is because of my experience at PepsiCo, but I realized that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, I'll do it for a certain period of time, but that, that's not me. This is what I want. And I read this book from Stephen Covey, you know, the seven habits guy. Mm-hmm. One of those habits is called first things first. And there was a book about first things first. And that's what really started my journey about exploring really what is, what really is leadership, what really is purpose and authenticity. And that kind of <laughs> moved me down that, uh, or got me started on that road
1: that was that was the beginning yes all right well let's take advantage of this wisdom and knowledge that that you have gained uh through this journey getting into dream and achieve and you know the 90 days to a life of purpose 90 days is a tall order to go from wherever we are to in in three months time to be and you're not just exploring you you encourage us to take action on these things so let's start with the elements and gifts. You've referenced those a couple of times. When you're talking about elements and gifts, those seven to nine elements that, that populate whatever North looks like, what are we talking about there and how can we start to dive into those? It's different for everybody. There are some elements that are common to,
0: to everybody. And and one of them is around relationships, is that uh, relationships are critical to us. The, the key though is to understand who? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I want to have lots of friends. Wonderful. But we, we really need to focus in on who really is important or what relationship is missing. For example, if, if you're a middle manager, you may not have a mentor. Uh, and a mentor is so important to be able to give you wisdom and guidance and support. Well, that's a missing relationship. I need to figure out how to get that into my life or repair one. Blend that in disarray. The second area that's common to everybody is around health. Now, younger people tend not to think much about it, but you know, I'm 65 and that's all I think about. now. <laughs> and how I feel today is a direct correlation to what activity I did with my life earlier, you know, whether it was eat right or exercise or sleep or all those. So health is a critical one. And then the third one is finance. Whether you're materialistic or not, or driven by money or not, money is an incredible element. And you need to have some level of balance with with, uh, with your finances. But beyond those three, then everything else becomes very much more specific to the person. I'll give you an example. For me, one of my top elements is I need to be the go-to influence person. That's just top that yeah, that's my drug <laughs> that's that's what really motivates me is when i feel like somebody's coming to me because they need need me or they know i'm the one who can really help them with this or a team or a company comes to me with that so that's a really really critical uh element but another diverse one is i love performing i love being on stage whether it's uh playing music whether it's doing public speaking or doing interviews with podcasts this is a really big one for me. And it's been there my whole life. You wanting to be on stage, right? <laughs> and, and so it's there, there are going to be like four to five to six others of those. And those are the kind of things that you really need to have in your career and your life. And all these nine, which are your north, need to be integrated.
1: This integrated.
0: Integrated. I know this is a, a, a generalization. Typically what we find, men are not great at integrating all their elements. Men have a tendency to compartmentalize, say, okay, I'm this at work, but I'm this at home. Hmm. Women are much better at being able to find the connections and the consistencies uh, between the nine elements. But either way, it's important that you find consistency. Uh, because you cannot separate your business life from your personal life, from your professional life, from your religious life. It all needs to be, be consistent. So uh, that's the, the the one thing around elements. Uh, I think the other question you, I think you asked is how do you find them? It, what, was that also in there? It's actually simple. And you can use I'd say just about any assessment tool out there. There are a lot of great tools that can identify these are your strengths or these are your passions or these are your energies. These are your competencies. Wonderful. Our tool, Dream and Achieve DNA, does the same thing. But the difference is to me is that you need to be able to find these elements, these seven, eight, nine when you start listing or when you start going through this assessment. And then secondly, you need to drill down. Meaning for each one of those, you need to identify who, what, where, when.
1: Okay, so let's pause here, who, what, where, when. Going back up to the elements, like if you were to just estimate how many of the you said there were the three that everybody's got relationships, health and finances that in some fashion, everybody's got to figure that out because those are key to just being a human being. But the other six to four, what do we have here? Do the math here. Five or six that we're talking about, uh, those vary. How many are there that we, what's the ballpark? Are there like 25, 30, 50 different possibilities here? And when we look at elements and gifts?
0: To me, there's thousands. Now, when,
1: when you look at different assessments,
0: they might say, uh, there are 29 competencies or, you know, 27 uh, of these things. Uh, and they have to do that because they need to bring some kind of order within within the system. Uh, for Dream and Achieve, I don't care about fitting it into any particular category because th- there might be something that's part of you that's so important that, okay, this is something that's going to be critical to you you know one one element we see a lot especially in leaders is this thing around recognition a lot of people aren't proud to say hey i need recognition in fact if you ask them they'll say no 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 i do for the good of the company i do for the good of the team but the reality it's something that's really important to them and so we want people to identify okay you might not be proud of it but it is who you are let's find it let's uh, let to drill down and get more specificity around it so that you could either leverage it or control it or manage it.
1: So even if one of those elements or gifts is not one that you necessarily you're proud of, if you're going to be effective and live the best life you can and be the best leader you can, you got you have to be honest about these things. It goes back to the authenticity that you were mentioning earlier of You know, uh, we had a a guest a couple shows ago who is sharing about the need. you got to call out for yourself your own need for recognition. Like We all have it at varying levels. So let's be real about it. Take responsibility for it. Exactly. Because if you suppress
0: it, it's always going to rear its head Mm. into things. And because you haven't recognized it, it may not be in, in control. It may you know, just gravitate uh, into all these different areas that that you don't want it to, but if you can, if you can get more clarity around what it is, makes it much easier. I'll, I'll give you an example, even on finance, we all want more money. And if you ask somebody, how much is enough? Most people don't know what is enough because it's always great to have more.
1: <laughs> it's always a little yeah. more than what I have now, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. But if, if, if you're setting the target of more, You're never going to get off of that treadmill. You're never going to get off of it. Uh, You know, especially people around my age and maybe 10 years younger, you know, people in their 40s and 50s are starting to think about, okay, legacy, and they're starting to think about what do I do after I retire from my corporate life? I think it's really important that we have an understanding of what that is. And so from a financial perspective, a lot of times people will say, I'll ask them, okay, well, what kind of money do you need to have to feel like you can retire and do what you want to do? Uh, I don't really know. And so what I always will do is I'll say, you need to figure out what that is. You need to come, maybe it's like a min max, but you've got to figure out what kind of, whether it's net worth or what kind of investments you need to be making or what kind of return you need to be getting. Uh, And then the second question I always ask is, do you know what you're spending now? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know.
1: There's yeah. you know, money going
0: out, but they don't know what they're spending, how much you're spending on what. And if you really want to get to the point where you want to make that jump five years from now, you better understand what you're spending and have that idea of what that will need, what you will need five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen.
1: Years. And so this is getting into the drill down that you're talking about. So the example of finance there, or the or, the, or with the example of recognition. Uh, and so there are just, you said there's thousands of potential elements and gifts we could be talking about, but what are the main seven to nine? So, and you've got, I've got the book up in front of me here. So you share like lots of different examples. Your religious faith might be one, um, your desire for the kind of impact you want to have, whatever that looks like. And you mentioned earlier, you want to be the, the go-to influence. And I was, you know, smiling because for me, one of mine for sure would be teaching. I'm a teacher. Uh, if I am not teaching in some fashion, whether it's verbally or in writing or what have you, I am not alive. I just don't feel that sense of purpose and energy in the world. So that's for me. But gosh, there are so many, so many that you not being satisfied with mediocrity. Um, our son, entertainment, Like he's an entertainer in his heart. If he's not entertaining in 50 years in some fashion, he is not going to be alive in, in the same way exactly and, and so it has that negative and the positive is that you don't have it there's going to be this hole
0: which is not good but the positive is it's a gift mm-hmm. you possess it you know whether it's a strength or a passion or a combination of, of, of both whether it's nurtured or nature it, it, to me it doesn't matter it is a an element if you leverage it you can become distinctive so when we're working with people on this, this exercise, there's a tendency for people to focus on their weaknesses. Say, well, I'm not good at this, so I need to work on it. And nothing wrong with fixing a weakness, but number one, make sure that you have the right expectation because you're not gonna take a weakness and turn it into a towering strength. It's just not gonna happen because you're not wired that way. That, you know, that's not your gifting, it's not your elements. The second thing is if you constantly focus on your weaknesses, you're at best gonna be average. And what we want people to do, yes, there are certain weaknesses you need to address, definitely, but it's more around improving them enough so they don't get in the way and take take most of your energy and focus it on your strength. I get training in your strength, I I'd get, I'd, I'd sign up for programs in your passion uh, because that's, you know, when the 10,000 world comes in, is that the more you do use your strength and, and passion it, it just can just balloon into this distinctiveness and that's i think where most i think most people would like to be distinctive
1: absolutely you're making me think of uh friend uh, scott mccain's book distinction and that's you know that point that he makes that we've all got those areas but yeah are we investing in them and are we we're if you're going to separate yourself or able to to market yourself or have people follow you in an authentic way all of that comes from those areas let's drill down so you said we've identified these elements or gifts we're then going to talk about who what where when with regard to what does that look like let's get practical on that for a moment
0: okay let's say your example you said you want to teach this is an important element for you what I would do, and you probably already know this, but in a, earlier in your life where you're kind of investigating, you're searching, you're going through the self-discovery, I would ask who? Who do you want to teach? And who can mean a specific name, it could be a gender, it could be a demographic, I mean, it could be a lot of things, but you need to define who is it that you want to teach? What? What is it that you want to teach? There are thousands, tens of thousands of things that you can teach. But what would that be? And you don't have to define it exactly, but you need to have, start getting a better sense of, yeah, these are the kind of things that I would love to teach, mentor, or develop people on. And these are the people I'd like to do that with. And then uh, around the where, where do you want to do it? Now, where, again, can mean anything. It can mean, I want to do it in Baltimore. Or it could be I want to do it, uh, you know, in the mountains. So it could be, you know, it could be anywhere. Uh, and then the last one is when. When could be a target date. I want to do this by October first. It could be I'd like to do this in the fall. Uh, and then, you know, then the other three seasons I'll do, you know, I'll do my other things. Or it could be I'll I'll do this on weekends or I'll do it in evenings. Uh, and so. By starting to drill down, identifying who, what, where, when, this is going to give you some pretty good information about, okay, this is what I need to have in my part, one of the things I need to have in my life. And what's great about it is because it's so specific now, it's actionable.
1: Which gets to the third piece of, if you're going to, to live these, you have to take action on them and the the way that you talked about them being integrated well before we go to action and integration let's just take a look at maybe two or three others so like teaching that's a pretty straightforward one you know you said to be the go-to influence for you that one i can i can see how that works. what are uh, maybe let's do a drill down on one or two others that might not quite be as self-evident for our listeners okay
0: uh let's take that one around performing um okay i want to perform so, the who is who do I want to perform to? And in my case, it, it tended to be either because I, I, I'm a worship leader uh, playing music, for, you know, I want to do that for, for churches. Uh, but it also meant that I want to be on stage to do public speaking. I love doing public speaking. So, you know, I've done a couple of TED Talks. That's the kind of thing that I love to do, or these these interviews for podcasts or television programs, uh, articles written, those are all about one aspect, I guess, being on stage and performing, Mm -hmm. they, they, they they have different, uh, different specificities, but that is the who the what, and then I started identifying where do I want to be doing this. And when I first started off, it was Asia. Uh, And I actually said greater China would be the number one focus than Japan, than Singapore. But now that's shifting. And now I want to start um, uh, building a network in the U S UK in Western Europe. And so that's the where and the when uh, now is, is around, okay, I still have my Asia business that I'm doing, and I'm going to continue to do that. Maybe wind it down a little bit and, and hand off to some of my other coaches. Uh, the clients. So the when now is going to be, yeah, I can set a target saying, you know, I want to do it two days a week. I want to focus on the, on the U S uh, now everything's gotten messed up because of COVID. I've been in the U S since October. <laughs> so <laughs> That's pushed me you know, more in that direction.
1: Well, when that gets to, as you're talking, I'm, I'm hearing there is an element of this and I think about my own life and as, as, purposeful as i have tried to be it, in alignment with things things also change and those elements shift at some and maybe the the element itself hasn't shifted but some of the drill down shifts the the where the how the when the who those things might change over time
0: yes absolutely it's the um i guess a core passion can actually change but it's pretty rare uh, i wanted to be the center. I, I'm not so proud of this, but I've always wanted to kind of be the center my entire life. I can remember when, you know, when I was a kid, I you know I wanted to be that and I you know, still want. The difference is is the manifestation of those. and that that is the drill down with the who what, where, when. The who may have been different five years ago, and it might change. Today, for in fact, for me, it's changing because the who now is going to be more Western leaders, and now I'm even looking at middle management to be able to take all these, all these practical tools that we have for how to help help people change. Uh, that's in, a, in another book that uh, published uh, two years ago. It's called Stories from the Top, but it's it's taking the eight common challenges that we see uh, that transcend culture, industry level, leaders face the same eight challenges. And then there are 11 principles in some combination to be able to address those. Uh, they're all incredibly practical. But so now the who for me is is also starting to change.
1: Got it. Okay. So as you identify the elements and then drill down, we've not get, now gotten precise in these four areas of the who, what, where, when in seven to nine elements or gifts. And then we already kind of spilled the beans that now the next thing we need to do is to take action. And as I'm thinking this through, it starts to feel overwhelming uh, where we've got, gosh, this is a lot for me to take action on. And I know that you have a methodology to help with that. Um, so I'm curious if you could unpack for us a little bit as people are listening going, okay, yeah, you know what I do have there. I, I've gotten clearer. I'm going to take the the, uh, my DNA, that I'm going to take Lance's assessment, I'm going to get clear on those things, and I want to take action. What does that start to look like?
0: Yeah, th- this is one of the core, uh, I guess, a principle or methodology or something to ch- to change. When we look at executive coaching, for example, it to me, it's not necessarily, can I develop somebody? It's, can I get somebody to change? I mean, that really is the real bottom line that's the line, question line to it and change is hard and the hardest people to change are successful people because they're they've they've got this routine they've done for 20 years and it they think it's going to continue to work for the next 20 it's all about change and what I discovered you know throughout this journey these last 20 years of, of coaching And also banking back on what what I learned from Nike and and Pepsi is that change needs to happen in small increments. Yeah, maybe there's that big step function change that can occur, but it's very rare. It's very hard. And if that's what you're looking for, you may fail. And what we do is we really focus on, you need to come up with small steps, incremental steps, and by that, step, that step by itself may not become this amazing result, but that's not. What's important is that you are you are getting motion. You're moving. And this is what is really important for people. If you really want to start on identifying your passion and in, in your, in your purpose. You know, we talked about 90 days. 90 days is just to help you understand what it is. It's a starting point. But you're going to be doing it hopefully for the rest of your life, discovery, uh, drilling down, getting more clarity, figuring out north and taking action, moving north. This is uh, a journey that we want you to take on for the rest rest of your life. And what we find is that small steps are the best way to get people to change because it's relatively easy. I could do this right now. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to take any great effort. I, I could take that step right now. It might be, Maybe you wanna build your network. That's gonna be important uh, for one of your elements. So it's I'll call somebody, <laughs> I'll contact somebody tomorrow. That's a small step. And what happens is if we can get people into this habit of taking one small step, then the next one, then the next one, it all starts adding up to a tipping point. And two, it starts becoming a discipline and then three is people start feeling like you know i actually do have more control over my life than i ever thought most people feel like they have no control they're victims of their boss their spouse their kids their uh you know their their whatever and their their time is just being inundated with requests and urgency gotta do this now it's so easy to feel like a victim. like I have absolutely no control. But the reality is you have tremendous control. So if you could start identifying those small steps and start seeing that you actually are progressing, that you actually see some change occurring, that's you know that's an amazing uh, motivation for you to continue to
1: move. you know and what what's striking me is the alignment with what you were talking about earlier, and I think this is this is so so much of the secret of, making the changes and pursuing the life you want to pursue. So you started by saying it's not about a flash of lightning, true north, this one thing that, you know, this revelation, that's like, when now I know this is where I'm going and it's neither is the change, that kind of a thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not just this one transformational experience and now I was going this, I'm going this way, but that meaningful lasting, life impact, the kind of thing you're talking about is it's incremental. It's, it's directional. I'm heading this way, but there is a lot of this way to head. And if I get off of that, I'll feel it. And then I can, and and to make those, those day by day things. So to not let ourselves get overwhelmed and to not, if it, if you're not experiencing that gigantic flat, that's okay. In fact, it means you're probably in the right arena yeah yeah
0: yeah and again that revelation you know that lightning bolt is, is wonderful to have and they occasionally do occur but i bet i bet they're not going to occur if you're not taking any steps yeah, yeah it's as you take these steps then the epiphanies start. i see that yeah. light in the back you know behind you that light bulb is not going to go off if you're not doing anything about it But if you are trying this, going this way, taking this step, making this mistake all correcting it, that's when the light bulb starts going off.
1: I think the the thing about those epiphanies and those light bulbs, like you're saying with the, the action, is it's a coming together. It's, you know, I've done this. I've had this experience. I realized that wasn't the thing. Then I had this opportunity. And then I read this thing when I was exploring that. And that all comes together and coalesces in a flash. That feels like a flash out of the blue but it's not out of the blue at all it is the coming together of all the actions that you were just talking about yeah exactly.
0: and that's why when we say it's a process is that because now you're continually working on this process it's not you're doing it 24 7 you're doing it here a little bit there but it's it's starting to become very top of mind it's starting to become intentional saying i do want to know my north i do want to get on the path for you know, fulfillment and purpose. And as you start doing it, you're gonna start observing a lot more things than you normally would have. Things would have just passed, you know, gone over your head. But now because it's, it's, it's top of mind when it happens, it's like, oh,
1: wow. There it is. And so you see it. You see, I mean, you see what you're looking for because you're actively looking okay so i've got one more really practical tool that is is very pertinent to what we're talking about that i want to draw out but before we do that lance if you could tell us where do we find you where do we find dream and achieve where do we find the so many of the assessments and tools that, that you've got for people tell us where to go look
0: okay well uh, the one place you can go is to the website which is com, and the books are there the podcasts are there uh, all, all the different materials that we have is is there if you want to look for the books i've got three books they're they're on amazon barnes and noble uh google apple and so all they have to do is just kind of uh, type my name and and some of the titles uh, they can find it or they can check out the uh, the podcast uh, they're on google they're on spotify
1: all right, you're looking for Lance Tanaka, T-A-N-A-K-A group.com. That's the one-stop shop, and we'll make sure and get links to all of these in the show notes, too. Okay, thank you. So absolutely, and I encourage you, take advantage of these resources. Lance has done some phenomenal work here to help you get this alignment for for your purpose and to get moving in your north, towards your north, day by day. But as we do that, we are going to have to make choices it's inevitable we, we now have a choice sometimes it'll be a choice that's more easy because hey this is this is heading my north this isn't okay but maybe these are both heading in my north now what do i choose with the limited resources or time i have and you have a tool called the choice matrix that i think could be very helpful in this if you would be willing to just share a little bit about that for our listeners yeah, what that does, it's it's uh, it's not exactly the most elegant
0: of spreadsheets that 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 we have, but it's it's pretty practical. Basically, it's this: is when people always struggle with making big career decisions or big move, personal move decisions. But there's a tendency for all that to kind of float around in your mind about you know, all the different pluses and minuses, the pros and cons. What we believe is that uh, you need to get that all in one place. And so we created a spreadsheet that automatically fills with all your elements and the who, what, where, when, and the targets and all that. And so that's all in your, that left-hand column. Then what you do is you've got options, stay in my current job, or it could be take this new job in the same company, or might be moved to this company, or be an entrepreneur. You You, you populate what those options are. Your, your elements are your criteria. They're your criteria. Uh, it's not one or two things. Yeah, maybe at this time in my life, finances is really weighted heavily. Fine, weighted more heavily. But again, you can't ignore health. You can't ignore relationships. You know, how's this going to impact my kids? How's this going to impact my spouse? These are really critical that need to be in that decision. And so what the matrix does, it allows you to take the criteria and then measure it against the options so two three four options and then you just start rating it a five a three a two one whatever and what it'll do is a couple things one it will it may not give you exactly this is what you should take but it will show you this one or two are really more powerful this one is drop it (laughs) this one doesn't make a lot of sense so it starts to give you more direction and then what it does is if i'm then interviewing for a company i would look at this matrix and say what's missing or what do i need to have more of and i would start interviewing the interviewer saying is again it might be around performances how many opportunities would i have to be able to do public speaking or to lead uh, workshops either internally or or, uh, externally i'd start asking questions about that and then keep going back to that decision matrix and again what i think you'll find is it may not give you exactly this is absolutely the right thing but it's going to show you which ones are really which makes sense and which ones don't
1: yeah one of the things that i appreciate about the the choice matrix, the decision matrix so much is that I'm a big believer and we teach leaders all the time. It's about establishing your success criteria. And it's the mistake that so many people make. They, they dive into looking at options before they have defined the criteria. What does success look like? So if I don't define those criteria, I have no way to assess and now I'm flying blind and now I'm actually being pulled by the options as opposed to so if we can get that first like you said it doesn't just you know it's not algorithmic and now there's no choice to be made you know it's but establishing the success criteria is going to help you figure out what are your key what are the best of all of these options and then yeah you'll have to make your decision but a powerful tool so one i would encourage you to explore thank you absolutely lance thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you shared with us i'm just uh You know, right now, while we're in the middle of continuing with COVID and Delta is going on and you've still got the great resignation and so forth, you know, this global, I call it the global staring contest with mortality Mm -hmm. and that the extent to which that is causing people to have these really hard looks in the mirror and see what is my North. And that you have given people a very practical, efficient and effective way to have that conversation with themselves. I just think is vital uh, for every one of us and particularly for leaders and the people that we're entrusted with. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing it with us today.
0: Well, My, my pleasure. And thank you so much for you know having me on. It's really been an honor.
1: Well, it's been our pleasure. So as you are listening to Lance, as you're wrapping up this podcast, just encourage you, uh, get a hold of the book, you know, Dream and Achieve 90 Days to a Life of Purpose and ensure that you are aligned with your north, that you are inspired so that you can inspire your team and be the leader you'd want your boss to be. We'll see you next time.